it's clear if you're going to get better that you need to address somewhere on the line to take it from a unit that has been good to take that to great. Welcome to Jaguars Reporters, presented by TIAA Bank, with Brian Sexton, John Osher, Ashlyn Sullivan, and J.P. Shadrick. Jaguars Reporters, presented by TIAA Bank, starts right now. Welcome into the Jaguars Reporters Podcast. It's Monday, March 14th. J.P. Shadrick, Ashlyn Sullivan, John Osher, and a busy week begins on this Monday. Noon Monday, the negotiating period begins. Wednesday at 4 o'clock Eastern is the start of the league year and the opening of free agency. Ashlyn, I think we're going to have a week ahead of ourselves I here. think so, too. I think Thursday is going to be very busy. Having money is a good thing, and it's time to spend it. Wait, Dang it. Isn't that an Ashlyn statement? <laughs> Ain't it? Having money is a good thing. That should be a T-shirt. wants to spend it, it's, yes. Uh, yeah, and, and I think you guys know, and I, a lot of people who listen to this know, this is one of the stranger weeks for us on Jaguars.com because there's a tornado of events going on on Monday and Tuesday that we know about and can't really write about yet because nothing becomes official until Wednesday at 4. So we'll talk about it, uh, we'll speculate, and fans will get angry because (laughs) weeks like this, remember, JP, you know, they're never going to go exactly how all fans want because there's 32 teams out there going for how many players. Mm -hmm. And every fan has their opinion on what what they should do. So how did they satisfy that by going, you know, if I do what you want to do and Ashton wants to do, it's it's probably going to be two different things. So that's what we're up against this week, JP. That's uh, what it is. Ashton, a lot of people on social media just following it the last few days you know, are up in arms. That's the way people do on social media anyway. But then when Amari Cooper gets mm-hmm. traded, there's a lot of Jaguar fans there like, oh, what in the world? Come on, Jaguars, do something. But that's not the case there. There are some other names that could be out there in free agency. But here in Trent Baalke, talk about it at the Combine. You know, it's going to be a position group they go after one way or another, whether it's free agency, draft, or both. Yeah, and I'm sure they did do something with Amari Cooper. I'm sure they were interested, but you have to remember, we were talking about before the podcast, that there's so many teams, and you got to put yourself in the player's shoes. Do they want to go to a contender? Are the Jaguars not there right now? It's, it's a lot of politics that goes into it, so I see fans on Twitter like, why didn't they do anything? Well, they probably did something, but the player has a say in this as well. So it's meeting in the middle a lot of times. The tone of the inbox was, I thought they were going to be aggressive, and now they're not being aggressive. This was one player. And I understand fans' emotions because two weeks ago, there was this list of uh, Devontae Adams and uh, Godwin and uh, Cooper. And uh, there were uh, Mike Williams from from, uh, San Diego, Los Angeles. So there's this perception almost like the Jaguars have been standing by and doing things. Well, Except for Amari Cooper, those were franchise-tagged players that the Jaguars couldn't control. Mm -hmm. From what you read from reports, they were interested in Amari Cooper. It appears to me like there was probably talk about how much contract each team was willing to take on of Amari Cooper's, because in a trade you can negotiate that. My guess is, and this is purely speculation, there was a number that they were willing to be on the hook for Amari Cooper for, and at the point that that number didn't make any more sense, then you move on. 
is that being aggressive? I mean, I, I you know, it felt aggressive within reason, which mm-hmm. is what you have to do in free agency, whether fans like that or not. Yeah, and Trent Baalke was very clear whenever he said the word aggressive and whenever he was asked about his stance on free agency. He said, yeah, yeah, aggressive, but let's not forget we're not overpaying either. He was very clear with the numbers attached to it that you can only be so aggressive and it's clear to him that he's not going to overpay for something he doesn't believe in. Well, you can be aggressive, but you don't have to be the drunk in the bar who won't back off the fight. Right. (laughs) No one likes that guy. You can be the guy who's sort of... (laughs) Don't be that guy. ...is in on it. But then you always see the guy who at some point, like even his friends can't stop him. Well, you can't be that guy. Just leave him. Just just let him go. Um, So I had a tweet this morning, actually, um, to me about Devontae Adams. Hey, he's not going to sign the tag. Go out. Mm -hmm. So the, the... and then the reports this morning, after that, actually, that Adams apparently will not play on the franchise tag, he says, and the sides, uh, he and Green Bay, remain far apart on a long-term deal. First of all, if he's franchise tagged, you can negotiate with another team, but that other team has to give up two first-round picks right. and the contract on top of that. That's not going to happen. No, thanks. I don't think that's going to happen here, but you know, Adams, I, I think you just got to kind of put that one away, too. At some point something will happen in Green Bay if the quarterback's back. Devontae Adams is always going right. to be back there, right? A, you never see teams. I think it's been – I could be wrong on this. I can remember maybe once or twice in the entire history of the tag that a team has negotiated with a franchised player. Uh, there's two kinds of franchises. One you cannot negotiate with. One you can. I'm assuming that Devontae Adams is on the one that you can because that's what, that's what most teams do. Mm-hmm. Um it cost two first-round picks. I think Sean Gilbert, back in the in the way, way back, this is in the mid-'90s, may have signed for that and maybe a handful of others. But it's rare because it's just too expensive. For a veteran player mm-hmm. to give up two picks and the contract mm-hmm. is unbelievable. The, to your point, JP, I think you do have to put it away because even if Green Bay and, and Devontae wouldn't reach a deal, it's not like that is going to be determined tomorrow on this. Yeah, they got And time. you can't have your free agent plans on hold. My sense is that sort of talk with Green Bay and Adams could go on until May. They have June. July 15th to, to come right. to a deal. Yeah. So that, that smells like that yeah. a little bit. And realistically, do you really think he's not going to be playing for the Packers next year? Yeah. In some capacity. This seems like stance on both sides. There you have it. Yeah. Don't want to touch that. Too no, messy. Staying away from Too that. Too messy one. going on. Some other names that have popped up. Christian Kirk, the last couple of days, has been uh, kind of mm-hmm. on social media. Allen Robinson, we know him very well from the Bears. Juju Smith Schuster, scheduled to become a free agent from the Steelers. I mean, there are some names out there. Now, the list is not super long of guys at the very not top anymore. of the wide receiver. Yeah, like John said, it used to be really flashy in the past couple of days. They're, they're, so I, I get fans' urgency, like, go get someone right now. I, I get that. But, you know, it's got to be working on both sides. Yeah. yeah I, you know, I've said since the beginning of this that wide receiver, to me, felt like it was going to be a much tougher fix than a lot of people thought. Just signing a couple guys. Six weeks ago. Yeah. Because the elite guys are going to go free agency, and then you are realistically going to – the best way to address this is really through the draft. But that's not necessarily a, a Pro Bowl, all-pro guy playing for this team in, in, in 2022 if you go that route. Is that ideal? No. But I think they'll improve, but I don't think they're going – You know, you realistically were not going to get 
who's best receiver in the league? Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. You weren't going to get Devontae Adams and the second best guy to be playing in Jacksonville next year because no team can really do that. Omar Cooper's not that guy either, by the way. That's right. Uh, now, if you want flash, let me tell you. Okay. Interior linemen are flashy as can be, right? Yes, they are. Uh huh. All the ones I've known have most have are been very flashy. Most are, especially uh, Shatley. Yes. <laughs> and, when, and he's already signed. Right, he's already signed. He's here, so, so that's out the window. He's locked <laughs> in. Don't worry about him. He's going nowhere. Uh, Tony Baselli this morning on radio mentioned Brandon Scherf. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a five-time Pro Bowler with Washington. He hasn't played a full 16 games since the 16 season. It's been a little while, but he was a first-team All-Pro a couple of years ago in 13 games in 2020, fifth overall pick back in 2015, but he's been banged up a little bit over his time. But he has a track record of being very good when he's out there and on the field. And guess what? Uh, Andrew Norwell is a free agent coming yeah. up. Uh, A.J. Can's a free agent coming up. There are some holes in the interior. There. So I, I feel, even though he's not the most available it sounds like that's worth it to spend the money on that. You have the depth at guard if you need it. That's going to be expensive, but you're kind of in a pinch where you need that position bad right now. Yeah, and it's gotten to the point, again, 20 years ago, you sort of only saw, maybe even 10 years ago, only saw left tackles get the free agent money. Or uh, maybe maybe a center, but really you know, it was going to be left tackle, and that's where teams felt like they had to spend. That has changed to the point where I, I, I teams do put a premium on guard. Uh, it's it's clear if you're going to get better on this franchise that you need to address somewhere on the line to take it from a unit that has been good to take that to great. So let me ask you guys this. Mm-hmm. If if at the end of this week you have I'm, – I'm just going to throw the name out there. Christian Kirk, who there were reports yesterday that they're going to make a – a a hard push for it feels like that might happen mm-hmm. who knows kirk scherf and one of the best three edge rushers it's a great week y- y- i mean pretty good it is that aggressive jp is that i mean would, would everybody be happy all of a sudden well no nobody's gonna be happy no. <laughs> happiness <laughs> is off the table but uh what but, level of aggression are you well, talking about and fans are are wanting them to be aggressive to me, that's aggressive that makes sense. Yeah. And there is a – it's very hard in free to get pie in the sky. Remember, as much as we laud and as it fades into memory, there's this gold aura around the 2017 class. Mm-hmm. You know, they, like Because that's all this franchise has had. After they signed that class, there was optimism. But it wasn't like – Everybody was saying, okay, that's it. They're going to the Super Bowl. I mean, you're still going to have questions after any class. Yeah. But to me, the class that I just listed off, if it's something along those lines, that's aggressive, and they've gotten better within the framework of what is smart to do. If you get Allen Robinson or Christian Kirk, I think you're aggressive this week because you need it. Yeah, got to have If them. you pay those guys, then you're aggressive. Right. We'll come back in a moment and – get to the players that are scheduled to become unrestricted free agents that have been on the Jaguars. Well, it's not just a few guys. you got some other holes to fill as well and only a limited amount of money to do it. Renew now, roar later, and the time is now to renew your 2022 Jaguars season tickets. Season ticket members who renew by March 17th will also be entered to win a trip to Canton, Ohio, as the Jags take on the Raiders in the Hall of Fame game. Plus, Tony Baselli will be enshrined in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. 
This is the Jaguars Reporters Podcast. Welcome back to the Jaguars Reporters Podcast. J.P. Shadrick, Ashlyn Sullivan, John Ozier, the daily play schedule filling out for the spring and summer. Ashlyn, get your calendar on your computer here it's ready. Up. I'm uh, ready. You, okay, you ready? Uh, April 8th, Brothers Osborne. Okay. April 19th, Lil Dirk. John, you'll be at that. John one. has May already Dirk. bought us tickets. And, and Big Dirk. Yeah. Both. We've <laughs> said that joke May three times. May 5th, Tim McGraw. May 6th, Erica Badu and plenty of others. May 7th, The Offspring. John, you already said you're going to be at that one. Two nights of the Lumineers in May. And then it's the um, older crowd, let's say. May 20th, Sting, Chicago, Dewey Brothers in June. And then Dave Matthews Band, two nights at Black Crows, June 11th. I could go on and on and on. Information at dailiesplace.com. Yeah. Yes. I'm That'd excited for them. Yeah. At- they were disgruntled for a while with each other. I think uh, Chris Robinson did his own thing for a while. I think he's back now with the yeah. band, and they're, they're kind of doing the Well, they always think. I was a VH1 behind the music uh, junkie back in the day. Yeah. And uh, the Black Crows was terrific because uh, the two brothers couldn't stand each other, but they liked it. I mean, That's it right. was the classic. And, and uh, Steve Gorman, who I think was the drummer, I happen to know his uh, brother or cousin not very well. So there you go. See, yeah. he's got backstage access. John's going to be back on there. He's a big deal. I wouldn't call it backstage. We're access, not breaking any news here. Uh, their first album was really good. Now, yeah, really good. Absolutely. I think they're doing most of that album on this tour. This was the Shake Your Money Maker tour. Yeah, so that's I remember it well. Yes, it's a hit. It's still good today. It, it's yes, it is held up. Jaguars have 15 players scheduled to become unrestricted free agents. Here's the list, according to John Osher of Jaguars.com. Guard A.J. Hey. Can. Hey, that's you. Hey. Uh, A.J. Can, Laurenti McCray, James O'Shaughnessy, tight end. Defensive tackle Taven Bryan, since the Jags did not take the fifth-year option. Wide receiver D.J. Chark Jr., cornerback Trey Herndon, guard Andrew Norwell, uh, offensive lineman Will Richardson. Defensive lineman Adam Gotsis, wide receiver Tavon Austin, tight end Jacob Hollister, cornerback Nevin Lawson, wide receiver Laquan Treadwell, defensive lineman Jihad Ward, and linebacker Damian Wilson. Three players are restricted free agents, Andrew Winger, Dakota Allen, and Dario Gunbowale. That's what, uh, by my math, 18 players that um, are going to be free in two days. That's about the turnover you usually have in the NFL these days. I mean, it's... Every roster turns over. When you have a new regime, you expect turnover. Um, you know, I think a lot of the players on that list, I'm thinking maybe uh, Treadwell, uh, Damian Wilson, mm-hmm. certain guys like that, were had the team been successful last year and you had the same regime, there's probably three or four names on there that you would expect back. Uh, with new regime, everything is reexamined. They weren't successful. So it is a time where you bring in very possibly a, a younger player to replace a Treadwell. Mm-hmm. And they could love Treadwell. But, a, for instance, younger player to replace a Damian Wilson. Uh, those are the kind of free agents that get re-signed when a team goes 9-8, and 10-7. Se- uh, and eight, ten and seven. Right. When a team goes 3-14 and 14 and you're turning over, those are the guys that you that, – you often move on from so interesting i think you can make a case for a couple of those guys that you got to have them back though especially for depth reasons like a trey hernan for example i know he's not the flashy guy but for depth reasons at this cornerback position group yeah i think get to a deal with trey Hernan. an example like that i think you can make a case for a couple of those guys to do that 
Like Will Richardson. I yeah. Mean, I, I don't, mm-hmm. yeah. He's been able to swing and play different positions in his career and pinches when he really kind of needs to. He hasn't been out there a lot right. in his time, but he's a guy that was drafted here and has kind of worked his way mm-hmm. in a few different play. Adam Gotsis has been a good player, a good player. the last couple yeah. of years, solid. So, uh, and out of those 15, I would expect three or four to be on the table to return. The problem becomes, uh, as you guys know, once noon hits on Monday, mm-hmm. And there's a bird in the hand if if the if the Vikings uh, come after Treadwell. Yeah, I have no idea. But you know, then all of a sudden it it's tough to get those guys back once noon hits. Uh, now that now the lower profile guys, which a lot of these guys are, it's more conceivable to get them back because yeah. they're more second tier guys. You might see news on them not this week but next week. So, but you know, before it happens, because once everything gets going, then all of a sudden guys are gone. Uh, if it happens that they're gone, AJ Can's been around here a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, good guy. If he's indeed not back, I'll miss him. And he's been a good starter on this team for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like Andrew Norwell, maybe a guy they uh, they part ways with. So there are some guys on that list that have been around here a long time who may not be back. Mm-hmm. So and we haven't talked about DJ yeah, Chark. I was going to get right into that next. That's uh, a second round pick who went to a Pro Bowl who. Broke an ankle last year, and you know, so, to your point, John, if he gets free, he's one of the top names in free agency around yeah. the league at wide receiver. Exactly. Actually. Yeah, that's I'm team of figure it out and find a contract for DJ Chark. I just have this fear that he is going to go explode somewhere. We all know it's going to happen. I am team keep him here, but I get especially with wide receiver, even in Laquan Treadwell, with all these guys getting signed, it's very possible that they go somewhere else because I think they're going to be wanted around the entire league. Yeah. To me, if there's not news on DJ by noon, uh, it would be time. surprising yeah. if he's if he's not back. And I've said over and over again for the last two months that was a really really tricky situation the Jaguars were in because I'm like Schlen. I I personally believe his year five through year eight are going to be a lot better than year one through four. So there is a risk of letting him go. At the same time. If I'm Trent Baalke or Doug Peterson, I'm looking at this saying one Pro Bowl season out of four, uh, inconsistency the last couple of years. When you put the pros and cons on the whiteboard, it's a risk to bring him back. And I would do it. I think he's going to be very successful. I love the kid. But I can also understand from a if, – if you're trying to develop a plan point of view, how you could move on. So, mm-hmm. Depending on the site you look – the uh, Jags have anywhere between $35 million, $39 million, somewhere in the 30s right now. And it's fifth or sixth in the league, depending on what. There's a couple different websites that uh, track this kind of thing in terms of cap space mm-hmm. for the Jags. So, okay, you can go make a splash or two. You still got to pay these other guys and fill some roster spots, and then you got to save some money for your draft picks too. I mean, right. you, they got a bunch of draft picks coming in. Well, at least they have the picks right now. We'll see if they turn into actual players. But if you're going to pay these guys, I mean, you got to leave a good ten million just on hand for the draft picks, right? right. And you can't look. It's vogue now to say, well, just just spend, just be the Rams, just you know, yeah. take chances on veterans. I don't know that they're at that spot yet. Um, to me, you take chances, you mortgage the future when you're close. Maybe it's the old school guy in me, but I just believe right now you build, you build smart. If you spend foolishly now, 
then it's tougher to spend a wisely in a year or two when you're ready to spend. And it does roll forward. And you can say, well, you've got $37 million of cap space, use it all. Well, if you use it all and get to that point where all of a sudden you're sort of trying to renegotiate every year and trying to manage the cap every year, then all of a sudden you get a situation like Dallas where they're having to let uh, good players go. Mm -hmm. So it does eventually come back to where it costs you depth. It costs you in different situations. So it's not as easy as just, well, spend the cap every year. Yeah. It's, it's, I wish it was that easy, but it's not. Totally agree. They're not, they're not close enough where they're one to two pieces away. And I know people will go back to 2017, but you even look at that 2017 roster, they had the Frenettes, the Ramsey, the Splash players. You only have a couple of those guys right now. I don't think anyone can truly believe, oh, if we sign these two guys, we're a contender right well, away. Well, they had had a really good defense in 2016 mm-hmm. that got overlooked in a sense. They had Telvin Smith. They had uh, a unique in mm-hmm. Jalen and uh, Miles and uh, Malik Jackson uh, Malik was, was already there. Yeah, that yeah. was a 16 so, signing. Yeah. Uh, Paz was already there. You know, so they had a defense that it was conceivable you look at and say, okay, if we add pieces, uh, Deshaun Gibson had been signed the previous year. Right. So the shell was there and you had to, and you had to supplement it. It feels like they're not at that point on either side of the ball where just adding free agents is going to put them over the top. Mm-hmm. It feels like this is a year where they can hope to get you know, to 500-ish or maybe a little over and then one more year sort of built. I could be wrong with it. I've been wrong before, JP. You see me be wrong a lot. That's impossible. No, a, a lot. <laughs> more than I like to admit. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, of course. Uh, so there you have it. A busy couple days, of course. Negotiation window begins Monday, noon Eastern time. The new league year, Happy New Year, everybody, begins Wednesday at 4 o'clock Eastern time. And then Thursday, St. Patrick's Day. It's a big day for John Osher, Ashley. He's going to be busy here. There will be no partying allowed. He's going to be very busy oh, at the night. stadium. Yeah. Hopefully the press will wrap up by about 6. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. That'd be good. Uh, they can go straight on over to the... Uh, Get a pint or two, right? <laughs> yeah, or two. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for Jaguars reporters. Our producer is Joe Fortunato. John Osier is the senior writer. Reporter is Ashwin Sullivan, and I'm J.P. Shadrick. We'll catch you next time on the Jaguars Reporters Podcast.